Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Players, season one, currently streaming on Paramount+. Plus. It is a Paramount Plus exclusive. This coming from the creative team that brought us American Vandal 1, season one, and season two. Uh, and bringing that same documentary style, mockumentary style, in the authentic uh, view of mockumentaries, uh, as it were. Not the, not the satirical mockumentary that we see everywhere, or doc style that we see everywhere. These, like, flesh out in a way that feel like authentic documentaries, but instead of the subject matter being true crime, as American Vandal was, players is taking on eSports, which is a topic that I am very unfamiliar with. Uh, I mean, I'm aware of eSports. I am just not a consumer of eSports. I have never actually uh, watched an eSporting event in any way. But uh, regardless, I was a huge fan of American Vandal 1 and 2. I was a huge fan of how they made these mockumentaries feel authentic, like authentic documentaries unlike the majority of mockumentaries out in the world that are clearly fictional these are produced in a way acted written in a way that feels like an authentic documentary this feels like a sports documentary which i am a fan of that type of subgenre of documentaries uh but this one of course being about esports being about a specific team uh, in the eSporting world, which is all fictional, despite how real everything feels, despite the performances, despite the writing, everything about this feels real. The way it's produced, the way it's shot, everything feels like an authentic, real documentary. Uh, but it's all fictional, uh, which I appreciate that because they're able to tell stories and sh- and like cram in so much information, but not having to worry about like a traditional narrative in any way uh just like a, a telling it in a story form telling it in this documentary form i think they're able to cram in a lot of things and because obviously since it is written since it is fictional uh they're able to craft interesting stories they're 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 able to manipulate the events in ways you know documentaries actual documentaries try to do uh but they actually can pull it off and this one I love in so many ways because as it goes, there are many terms and words and sounds that come out of people's mouths because of my ignorance and because of my age. I just don't know what these people are saying, like wombo combo and and just just the terminology, the vernacular of esports is way over my head. But one of the things this documentary, the show does is as you watch it, as the episodes roll on, it uncovers things, it explains things, it gives things context and, and, and brings them, uh, they, they kind of recontextualize these things in a way to where, you know, even though I'm watching gameplay of League of Legends is the game that this team competes playing, you know, in, in these tournaments, this professional gaming team despite the fact i'm not unfamiliar with the game how the game is played 
I am still emotionally invested watching the gameplay, but also because I've spent so much time understanding and getting to know all of these different characters, all of these different members of this team, Team Fugitive. And not only do I get to know all the different people involved that are this underdog team, but getting to know why they are there, where they're coming from, understanding what kind, why they're an underdog team, despite the fact when this, this show starts, it feels like they are like on the precipice of greatness. Like the, the show intentionally makes you feel and assume certain things about certain events and certain characters and through the course of the season reframes everything while not only just reframing it but also giving backstory and context and everything and because it's a documentary they're able to jump between times of like when this group was being formed where they're at now what they're struggling with now as like more of a veteran team that's never really had their due, but just drafted this up-and-comer prodigy who comes from the solo gaming world. So he's having problems fitting into more of a team atmosphere, but also coming from a streaming, the streaming world versus the pro gaming world, which this, this show also does a great job at illustrating the differences between those two and how one of their players, uh, Guru, left the team to start his own brand and to become a streamer and how he is now making like the the monetary gain of being a independent streamer versus being somebody who's competing in like a profession version of the gaming world how like monetarily they can be vastly different um which is similar in everything it's like being a freelancer versus working at a job like there is so much more opportunity uh, for success when you are independent, but it's also all all that weight is on you. So I absolutely love this show. I just as I got addicted to American Vandal season one and season two, despite how much I love those and the fact that they kind of took took on the the true crime type of documentary, but but planted it within high school. And we're, we're able to execute it in such an authentic and real way. How they're able to translate all of those things, all of those qualities to a, an, essentially a sports documentary. Uh, I loved it. And I got just as sucked in. I, I fell in love with these characters. By the end, I am like, I am authentically, even though I know this is fake, it, it, it's just like I get so invested. Like I'm getting, I got emotional towards the end. The last episode, the beginning of the last episode of this season, I was crying. I was so invested in these characters, in this tournament that they're going, where they're trying to redeem themselves, competing against people, trying to prove that they are, you know, worthy, you know, that underdog story. But also knowing the complexities of the team, the complexities and the hurdles and the obstacles that they had to overcome. Let's take a little break from the Ray Taylor Show to promote my live art streams. That's right, I am an artist as well as a podcaster, and I paint live every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time 
head on over the best place ever for streaming youtube.com slash inspired disorder that's right every thursday at 4:20, you can watch me paint the many faces every week i paint seven new faces of abstract portraits ink on paper and you can watch that happen can hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. Let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. The coach is amazing. I love the coach Braxton. He is like the best coach, even though he plagiarizes speeches, admittingly plagiarizing speeches to motivate the pep talks that he has are great but even the ones that feel authentic i don't know if they're all plagiarized but it's like so well written this show that like he feels like an authentic coach somebody who came from the team who was a participant in the team who was a player who took on the role of coach how like these people through the evolution of their careers and this team all kind of took certain roles within the team to kind of come together and perform and and rise above and it's like they all become family at some point and that's what their team is kind of has the feeling of anyway there's the up-and-comer organism who's like this quiet guy who's not used to being in a team and you see how he grows he's managed by his brother there's a relationship that is formed with Organism's brother, his older brother who's like his manager, and him being friends with, uh, was it Nightshade? Let's see, what is, what is, their, what is the, uh, uh, the, the relationship that uh, Organism's bro, Nightfall, Nightfall's family, another one of the players, Korean player, uh, they go over to have dinner one, one episode, and he falls in love. And the relationship that, that Organism's bigger brother has with Nightfall's family is amazing. Like, I love... It's probably one of my favorite aspects of... It's a very small aspect of this, this show. But probably one of my more favorite aspects of it. And then we have, like, Cream Cheese. Cream Cheese is kind of like... It's this, this documentary is not only focused on the team, Fugitive... But a lot of that is cream cheese, kind of like the head guy, the guy that is that started Fugitive, that is the Fugitive. And we see why the team is called Fugitive. We see why he's called Cream Cheese. His name used to be Nut Milk. And you have all these assumptions why he was these different things, why it's named that way, why his name was Nut Milk. And like so many things, so many aspects of the show – when you find out the origins of these, when you get the context for all of these things, it, it's, it's great. It just like it, like, it feels good. That's why I love the writing of this, of this show. Is like, I can't imagine. It's like mind-blowing to think of how just the complexity of telling a story a compelling story, but telling it in a way where it's shot and, and, and produced like a documentary, how they're able to do it so well, like at such a perfect level where everything, the only part of this entire show that feels at all fake 
is the crowd shots. Anytime there's like they're showing the crowd, it feels it feels fake, but also crowds watching shows that like crowds that know they're being filmed. Like you know, you get the wide shots of the late night shows and things like that. They all they all kind of feel fake. They don't feel like they're necessarily giving their honest reactions, which if you've ever been in one of those audiences, they aren't. <laughs> I, I remember I was at a, a taping for a Comedy Central show many, many years ago, and I was in the audience, and it is completely fake, crowd shots. Like, after they recorded everything, they had the crowd do just, like, fake cheering at different levels of cheering so that they can cut them in, not only cut in the visuals of the crowd giving these fake cheers, but also the audio to make the jokes seem like they landed harder. Like, it is amazing how fake, like, reality-type shows are. Like, even, like, interview shows. Um, it's crazy. So, the, the, the most, the only part of this entire show that feels at all fake are the crowd shots. But even that has a, a, an ounce of a realism to it, how fake crowd shots tend to be anyway um but yeah it's uh it's such a great show i absolutely loved it uh some of the the things that kind of get reframed and answered throughout the show nut milk as i said fugitive how that comes about axe bros uh never lost um and then what happened with different characters that left the team why they left the team uh, and you see all of the different things that have affected Cream Cheese, this leader of the team, in so many ways. With like, he forms these bonds with people, and then they leave. And it's like so like insulting how some of these people leave. And even there's a character, right? There's this love interest that he had, this girlfriend that he had that left. And it's like clearly this big thing that they don't even get into till later on in the season. And, of course, the actress that plays his ex is the same actress that plays the ex-girlfriend in the TV show Dave, which I love Dave, one of my favorite shows, uh, a show about Lil Dicky, a rapper. Uh, and her character in that show and this show are so similar, they leave their partners for very similar reasons, because their partners are narcissistic and care only about success in their chosen fields. In Dave, it is the, his focus and obsession with rapping and becoming the best ever. And in this show, it is Cream Cheese and his obsession with playing this game and being a, a, you know one of the best professional gamers and how she is constantly put on the back burner and ignored and it's kind of kind of great it was kind of like a fun aspect of the show to see her back her character her character's name and dave is Allie. but in this show uh her actress name is taylor missiak missiak she's on dave uh 10 year old tom players i guess she was an american vandal too i didn't know that uh, it's been a while since I've watched those. Uh, but kind of kind of weird, kind of being pigeonholed into this character of uh, 
girlfriend that leaves guys that are obsessed with being the greatest ever in their chosen fields. Uh, but even that relationship with cream cheese and her is like, it's, it's just as in some ways, just as brutal emotionally. I feel, I feel sad. Like it's, it's an issue that I've experienced in my life. Maybe not to the same extent. I definitely haven't gained, garnered the type of success that either of those characters had. But I've definitely lost relationships because of putting my work first in all ways. Where the re one of the reasons I'm single now is because I know that I can't put somebody else in they're always going to be number two maybe not always but where i'm at right now i can't i can't do that yeah you know, i don't want to i don't want to blame them or have anger towards them in any way for m me not gaining success because i didn't put everything into my goals either way i love that she showed up Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right. I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images head on over to inspireddisorder.com buy original art buy prints if that's your jam if you want eight by ten prints on high quality paper also if you're looking to wear some art there are shirts available with original artwork by myself select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form you go to inspireddisorder.com you buy original artwork you buy prints you buy shirts you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to inspireddisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. Uh, this, all, this also deals with what it's like for the team to get bought out and to get like corporate sponsorships and all. Not, not necessarily corporate sponsorships, but to, to get new ownership of the team. And what it was like when they first gave that up, and when they have this, they they get end up getting a second opportunity. How that turns out, I absolutely loved it. It it, it really shines a light on an industry I had no idea. Probably educated me just as much as a real documentary would on the world of esports. It feels like anyway. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm ignorant, so I don't know how authentic it is. But it has that feeling of like. Oh, I get it. It makes a lot of sense. You know, the, the whole streaming world versus pro professional world, uh, the pitfalls for each, the, the trials of each, and how this season ends leaves it open so much for a season two. And, and not in the same way American Vandal season two, where it was a completely different story, where like this, this show could easily continue on into a season two and continue this this journey for cream cheese 
to fulfill his destiny as being one of the greats, but also to be teamed back up with the person that he feels like completes him, which is Organism, who quits, which is amazing, obviously, small spoilers, but how there's a rift that happens and how he becomes part of the Never Lost team and how that is technically true and did it in the same way Guru did, but like under completely different circumstances, like the bond that Organism had with with uh, Cream Cheese was completely different. They were like the number one and two. It's more similar to when Foresight left, when Organism left. But the fact that he was able to leave after having just won a championship and can claim the label never lost and then be part of the never lost team and how that's almost like going to the, the dark side. But for him, he's obsessed with being the best and the, the differences in, in how the game performs on servers in Korea makes it so you can only be labeled the best and the most elite if you are competing on that on that ground level Korean server performance so a season two would I don't know it wouldn't have as much of going back into things right you wouldn't it wouldn't probably wouldn't jump back and forth as this one does where it's jumping back to the the beginning times of it would be more of just a reality show in some ways because it would just be following these two's journey. I don't know. Uh, there's nothing been announced as far as a second season, but it really feels like it, it's setting up for a second season in some way. I don't know. I, I absolutely loved this show. I thought it was so well done. I really enjoyed the characters. I really enjoyed the acting. The guy who plays Cream Cheese, uh, Misha Brooks, he's great. Uh, Braxton, played by Eli Henry, he is great as well. I absolutely love both of those characters. I think I thought they nailed it. I mean, even Organism, he's he only has to play like this quiet dude, but um, you know, still good. Uh, Dejour Jones plays Organism, but yeah, I absolutely love the show. I hope there's a second season, and if not, I am still going to follow. These creators, this this these people that made the show, uh, Dan Peralt and Tony Yacinda, uh, like whatever they do, I will be watching because it's like the quality level of all three of the shows that I've seen from from them so far are like like mass they've like mastered it out of the gate. Like, they really haven't had to, aside from changing the type of documentary, fake documentary they do, like, it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of room for improvement. They're, like, working at an elite level on all three of these shows. Uh, so I highly recommend checking it out. If you have not seen American Vandal, uh, check those out. I believe both seasons are on, on Netflix. Uh, and if you have seen American Vandal and you want to see another documentary style show it's on paramount plus it's called players season one streaming now highly recommend checking it out
New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.